Okay, let's start our discussion. This year, Parshas Devarim, Tavshin Ayin Bey, Shabbos Chazon, another year where we still don't have a Beis HaMikdash and we're still going to be focusing on Chazon Yeshayahu in the Haftorah. But the uh, Torah lives on and we discuss the Torah of Parshas Devarim as well. Start off with a, uh, a Chab thought from the brother of the Maharami Prague. If you look in source number one, from the Karasal Shabbos Oneg, the third volume, Hagon Reb Chaim, Achiv Shalom Harami Prague. One of the brothers of the Maharal said, suggested a drush based on the names of the parshios in this sefer. As we start off Dvarim, we've discussed in past years, we're going to touch on it again this year a little bit, but we've discussed in past years the uniqueness and the difference and the message and the purpose of sefer Dvarim as compared to the other svarim in, in, uh, in the Torah. But the one thought the suggest the, the brother of the Maharal is as follows, Al-Derach Drush, Elah Dvarim. Ela Dvarim, these are the these are the words. He says maybe every word every name of every parsha can be looked at as part of a larger sentence. Dvarim, that's the first parsha. These are the things. Think about what I'm about to tell you. I beg of you. I beg of you to focus on what I'm about to say. Akev Re'ay. Akev, because Re'ei, I need you to see Shoftim. I need you to realize. Vo'eschan, and I beg of you. Akev, because of the following. Re'ei, look Shoftim, that there are Shoftim, there are judges in the world. There are judges in Bezdin Shalmata, and there are judges in Bezdin Shalmala. Kach Shoftim Bashamai in Bezdin Shalmala. And therefore, Kiseitzei, when you go out of Olam Hazeh, and when you go to the next world, there's going to be a Din V'cheshbon that we have to do. So please, I beg of you, focus on these things, and I beg, so that you see Shoftim, there are Shoftim all over, Bizman Hazeh, and Bizman Acharei, Mea Ve'esrim, Kisavo. when you go there, then we're going to have to stand judgment. So I repeat again, Nitzavim, you're standing here today, but by Yelef, there will be a time that there will be a going to the next world, and therefore, Ha'azinu, if you really listen to me, Vizos HaBracha, you'll end up with Bracha on, in all of your, in all of your Olam. So, Alderav Drush, that starts us off in Sefer number five in our Tavshin Ayin Beis Shiurim, and the brother of the Maharal Prague puts all of the parshias into one sentence, giving us a message that we should realize what's important in life, and in that way make the most of all of our opportunities. Ela Hadvarim. Ela. Torah starts off with an Aleph. Ela Hadvarim. This is unlike the previous beginnings, Ve'ela Shemos, Va'yikra El Moshe. That's a different type of Vav, but it still starts off with a Vav. And of course, Bamidbar as well. Bamidbar, the beginning of Sefer Bamidbar, starts off in the, um, in the previous Torah, by Dabar Hashem Mosheba and Mar Sinai, Baal Moed. Every Sefer starts off with a Vav, the middle three at least, the first one will not, Barashas obviously, but the next three, and then all of a sudden we come to Dvarim, and we have Ele HaDvarim. Says the Arachayim HaKadosh, as Rashi says in Parshas Mishpatim, Ve'ela is always to be Mosef, I'll already shown him. Ve'ela adds on to what we said previously. Ela is exclusionary. Ela, these items. Ela HaDvarim. Says the Arachayim HaKadosh, what exactly is being excluded? What is unique about what Moshe Rabbeinu is about to say in this Sefer, in this Parsha, that is different than what was said earlier? So the Arachayim HaKadosh has three suggestions. What is Ela Hadvarim excluding? Number one, source number two. Ela Hadvarim. Ela mi takodem. Ela excludes what was said earlier. Pirish. Number one. Lafish Amar Asher Diber Moshe Shehem Divrei Atzmo. Up until now. Or, first he says what is said now. Because these are going to be Moshe's words. Shekal HaSefer Tochachos Umusr Mi Moshe Loover Pi Hashem. This Sefer, starting with our Parsha, the source of the exact words is Moshe Rabbeinu. Obviously, the messages are from God. But the words aren't exactly, was not dictated by Hashem. The Amr Chazal, like the Gemara says at the end of Masechah's Megillah, Klalosheh Mishnah Torah Moshe Mipi Amran. 
the formulation of the tochacha in Kisavo is very different than the formulation of the tochacha in Bechukosai. One is first person, one is third person. Why? Bechua Sefer Dvarim, according to Chazal, is very different than the previous Svarim in the Torah. We've touched on this in past years. Even mitzvos that might appear again in Sefer Dvarim, and thus they are mitzvos, but it's not that Hashem dictated to Moshe as he did the rest of the Torah. Moshe Rabbeinu himself reiterated and repeated some of the topics. And that's why the Torah tells us Ela Hadvarim, skipping a line. Ela Levadim Hadvarim Hashadibra Moshe Devay Atzmo. The following items are the only ones that Moshe Rabbeinu said himself. It was not exactly dictated by Hashem word for word, letter for letter. Avakol Akodem Bedal Chumashim Lo Amar Afilu Os Achas Me Atzmo. Ela these are Mipi Moshe. Obviously from Hashem ultimately, but Mipi Moshe. The previous four were exact dictations. Was called. Medaber mitoch grono shel Moshe Rabbeinu. Ela hadvarim sheyatsu mipiha mitzave kitsurasan below shum shinui. Afilo os achas yisera ochasera. Not one letter did Moshe Rabbeinu say by himself in his own word. I'll paraphrase. You know, I've been up there for forty days and forty nights. Do I remember every single sentence, every single word? Yes. Moshe Rabbeinu remembered every single sentence and every single word. And for somebody who didn't eat for 40 days and 40 nights, it's not so difficult for us to imagine. Somebody whose face shone, as it says in the end of Kisisa, the Archaim HaKadosh says, that, says that's Ela. Ela, this, these words, Ashadibar Moshe. But everything till now was directly from Hashem. I think we might have mentioned this in the past, but I gave it to you in the beginning of in source number three. Rabbi Simon in the Emre Burr quotes in the beginning of one of the pieces there that this is exactly what the Dubna Magad asked the Vilna Gon. Dubna Magad and the Vilna Gon both lived in Vilna at the same time. So Dubna Magad, the old Yaakov, he quotes there in source number three, he asked the he asked the Gura. He says, What's the difference between the first four Svarim and Dvarim, which in Chazal's terms is called Mishnah Torah? The Ram didn't make up that name, right? The Torah, the Midrasha made up that name. Mishnah Torah says the says line six. What's the difference? Asked the Dubna Magad to the Gra. The Amarli, and he answered me. Moshe was just the pipeline. The first four exact words that Moshe was the the microphone of God, if you will. Lochain Sefer Dvarim. How Yisrael Shomim as Devaya Sefer Atzmo. Dvarim, Moshe Rabbeinu acted like the other Nevi'im. Kasher Shomu, Devaya Nevi'im, Asher Acher Moshe. Like all the other Nevi'im. Shakarish Baruchu, Amar Lanavi Hayom. Hashem told the Navi, Ulamachar, Halachanavi, Vishmiah, Chazon El Yisrael. And then he told the Jews. After all, that's what the word Navi means. The word Navi comes from Niv Svatayim, the expression of lips. A nevuah, the difference between Nevi'im and Ksuvim. Nevi'im is where the nevuah was given to the Navi to say over to Am Yisrael. To be Menabe, right? It's an Isidar Isa for, for a Navi to be Kovesh Nevuoso, to withhold his nevuah if it was given to him by, by Hashem. But that's what a Navi is. Moshe Rabbeinu, interesting, we don't call him Moshe Hanavi. Right? Miriam Hanavia. Right? Nasan Hanavi. God Hanavi. Right? Yoshua doesn't have a title, just Yoshua bin Nun. If he would have a title, it would be Yoshua Hanavi. The Avos were Avinu. But Moshe is not Hanavi. Moshe is Rabbeinu. Because it wasn't the same type of Nevuah as the other Nevi'im. Nevi'im, the whole, their whole Mahus was they were given visions to give over. But Moshe Rabbeinu, up until now, the first four, when he was had his uniqueness, that was where it was mitol grono. Mashenkin here, Ela hadvarim, asher diber Moshe al kol Yisrael. Because starting from here, Ela, it's different, it's different than it was earlier in the Torah. Moshe Rabbeinu uh, said it himself. That's all number one. One Ela. Number two, a second idea of what Ela is, Od Yertzela Hagid, second to last line in the first column. Od Yertzela Hagid, back to source number two. Shekal Arboim Shana, Shahaya Moshe, Roa Yisrael Bamidbar, for all the 40 years that Moshe Rabbeinu shepherded them in the desert. Lo Dibel Bohem Kashos, Zulasi Ela Hadvarim. Who Shadibel Kashos? There was not one other time that Moshe Rabbeinu spoke to the entire Jewish people in such a harsh and stern way, except for now. Eladvarim, 
Right? This is his last uh his last speech, he says, Moshe Rabbeinu had to give them something to remember him. The Agav Shematzinu, yes, we find earlier in the Torah that he angered, he was angered by them, Sha'amar Lahem, as it says in Chukas, Shimunah HaMorim, going over to the second column, as it says, you know, here, listen, you rebels, Lo'amar Davar Zeh L'Klalas Yisrael, Elo L'Chelek Echad, Shahayu Morim Hora'a. He didn't say that to all, all of B'nai Yisrael, Shimunah HaMorim, to a certain group, but to the entire Jewish people, he did not, except here. This was, that's, the, that's what it says, This is where he spoke sternly, To the entire Jewish people, this is the only time that he did that. Beforehand, it was Lixasam, but not to the entire Jewish people. Okay, number two. Again, Dibor always means Lashon Kasha. Vayedaber versus Vayomer. This fits in. This helps explain Dvarim. It helps explain Eila. And it helps explain Okal Yisrael. All three of those fit in to the second shot of the Arachayim. And finally, the third idea, he says, is a little gematria. Third uh, line six. Od Yisrael. How long was this speech going to take? What day is Moshe Rabbeinu standing on? It says in the Torah. It says it's the beginning of Shvat. Right, the last, the fortieth year doesn't say Shvat in the Torah, but it says Vayibar Baim Shana Baashte Asar Chodesh Bechal Chodesh in the eleventh month. Nisan is the first, the eleventh month, first day of the month. Right, for Chodesh Shvat, Moshe Rabbeinu is going to die on Zion Adar five weeks later. So, how long is this speech going to be from Chodesh Shvat all the way until Zion Adar or Vav Adar before he gets his uh, estate in order? Od Yitzalomar Cheshbon Ayamim Ela. How much is Ela? Asher Ochiach Yisrael Shein B'Mispar Ela. Ela, 36. That's as many days. We're going to have the month of Shvat, and then six days into Adar, and then Moshe Rabbeinu is going to die. V'chein mochichem haksuvim, ki be'echad l'achodesh Shvat, hischel adaber aleim, ki dechsiv, ba'ashtei asar achodesh b'echad l'achodesh, v'hu nitzvan b'zayin ba'adar. And he was hidden doesn't even say, it says the Torah, Vayamas. So we don't, it's not one of the ones that didn't die, because it says in the Torah, but he's listen, he was hidden on Zion Adar. Hare, Lamed Vav, Mispar Eila, Shebohem Diber Hadvar, Meshala Tochacho. So Eila maybe is an allusion to the days that these Dvarim are going to be. All of Sefer Dvarim. Sefer Dvarim is the shortest chronologically from all the Svarim. Dvarim is six weeks long, the entire, five weeks. Five weeks, from Oshchodesh Shvat to Zion Adar. That's the entire Sefer Dvarim. Right, all the other Svarim were centuries. Centuries, gracious. Right, Bamidbar, okay, it wasn't centuries. Bamidbar was decades. Right, but the, uh, the first year on Vayikra is, is, uh, more halachis. But the other ones, Bracious and Shmos, were, were much longer. Okay, so that gets us the Arachayim HaKadosh, three ideas behind Eila. Moving right along. Eila HaDvarim continuing. There's a Medrash on the first Pasik. These are the words that Moshe Rabbeinu said to Klal Yisrael. The Medrash contrasts Eila Hadvarim now to go to source number... Oh, I missed, I misnumbered. I misnumbered, I see. After number four, we're back to number two in the Aznayim LaTorah. Okay, so we're back to number two. Says the, says the Rav Saratskin in the number two, that's after number four. Says Rav Saratskin. So the Medrash tells us, Lo ish dvarim anochi. Let's remember what Moshe Rabbeinu himself said back in Shmos in his first meeting with Hashem. I am not in Ishdvarim. And now, Ela Hadvarim. Asher Diber Moshe, I'll call Yisrael. Ela, so the Medrash says, you see, Shenir Pa'alashono. He had a refuah. He had a refuah from the tongue-burning experience that he had in Paro's palace. So he had a refuah. Maybe all Jews had a refuah at Harsinai, the Medrash says. Okay, that's one shot. So he used to not be an Ishdvarim, and now he is an Ishdvarim. But the Zion Latorah suggests another deeper idea. Al peep shot. Al peep shot. You don't need the Medrash. Milvab shutan shal dvarim. Shahatorah, and I'm sorry, I think one of the lines is, got the blurred out when I made the copies. One line is missing in the space there, but I, I have the original, so I'll read it. Shahatorah mirpa'al l'shon o shaladam. Ef shalomar binidon. It's possible to say as follows. Shedvarv shaladam nishmoim be'echad mi be'ezofanim. The words of a speaker will be listened to for one of two reasons. If I go to a speaker, if there's a lecturer, somebody's giving a share, there's one of two reasons that I want to go hear him. One of two reasons. Either because I know his content is going to be amazing. 
It has a reputation. His content is going to be amazing. Or I have no idea about his content, but I know who he is. And if I know who he is, I'm going to go. I have no idea, right, if he's, if he's going to, if I'm going to enjoy his content. But I'm going to go because of who he is. Number one, Shehu noem b'chesed elyon. He has amazing content. V'dvash v'cholav tachas l'shono. And there's honey and milk under his tongue. U'bemetek svasav v'lokeach nefashosu makarvane lav. His amazing content is able to bring people closer to him. V'dvar v'nechnasim elev shomav. Number one, he has a great delivery of the content. Number two, Shehut Sir Naaman. He himself is a, literally, a, a Naaman hinge. Hamedaber b'shem ishiut degulam of forsemes. Even if he can't speak so well, but if it's him, I'm going to try to do my best to listen. Even if somebody is is a, is 110 years old, if he's the Gadoladar, he could barely make out what he says. We're going to still flock to them because because of who he is. Says Rav Saratskin, "Vehine bnei Yisrael b'Mitzrayim lo yaduas shem elokei avoseihem." When bnei Yisrael were in Mitzrayim, and when Moshe was first being convinced by Hashem to go back to Mitzrayim, Moshe says, "Lo ishtvarim anochi." I'm not sure. I have a speech impediment, and and they have no idea who I am. They have no idea. I can't get it across. The content is not going to come out well because I can't speak well. Number one and number two, they have no idea who I am. They have no, no idea who you are. So for both reasons, lo ish dvarim anochi. I can't do it. It's not going to be successful. V'lo haya od Moshe ne'eman aleihem. Heim lo ya'aminu li. L'fichach ta'an Moshe. Lo ish dvarim anochi. Both reasons. Ki b'matzavahu, efshar haya lahashpia b'nei Yisrael rakma metak svatayim. They don't know who I am. So the only way I'm going to have a, a, an effect is with the content and how I, how I help the content come out. How I facilitate the content to go onto their hearts. But I'm not going to do that. Because I have a speech impediment, says Moshe. But now we get to Dvarim. At the end of the 40 years, Moshe is Moshe. It doesn't matter. Forget the Medrash. Even if he's still Kfad Peh, they're going to listen to him. Now he's an Ish Dvarim because they know who he is. Now he's the elder Rosh Yeshiva. He can speak Japanese and they'll still listen to him. So says of Saratsky and that's the deeper idea of the Medrash. You don't have to say that Moshe miraculously was healed. But Moshe became who he was and now they listen to him because of that stature that he has achieved. Okay, moving right along. That's enough on the first Pasuk. Says Rashi. Fifth Pasuk. Paragraph Pasuk A. Pasuk says, Be'ever Moshe Rabbeinu is going through a little Jewish history, as he did, does in his first couple of Prakim. Moshe goes through, we hit Sichon and Og. Be'ever Hayardin Be'eretz Mo'av. Ever Hayardin in the land of Moab, Hoel Moshe, Moshe began, Be'er as HaTorah Hazos Leymar. Moshe started explaining the Torah. Be'er as HaTorah Hazos Leymar. Moshe started explaining it. Says Rashi, Be'er as HaTorah, B'Shivim Lashon Pirshalahem. Seventy languages. Moshe explained them the Torah in seventy languages. B'Shivim Lashon. Later on, they had to write the Torah down on the rocks in seventy languages. But here, Moshe explained it to them in seventy languages. Why? Right? Obvious question. Why the need to explain it to them in 70 languages? Whatever language they were talking, even uh, even if they were talking Yiddish, whatever they were talking in the Midbar, you know, why the need to have it in 70 languages? Says the Ksav Sofer, echoed by the following sources that we'll see soon. Says the Ksav Sofer, it's Lomar, source 3. And they're going into Eretz Yisrael now. Well, Lashon HaKodesh, you're going into the chosen land, speak the chosen language. We say every Yantif, the, the, the chosen language. Rashi quotes in Parshas Precious. The world was created with Lashon HaKodesh. Says the Ksav Sofer, it's Lomar. Lomar, 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 Lashon, Kishinich Nuzolar, it's Dafka. Uma Kavana. So he says, Nira Lee. One should not say, like the heretics, like the Minim, you're going into Eretz Yisrael now. Meaning, well, I guess this is the land of Torah. 
And if ever I leave this land, Torah is left as well. We're going, this is the chosen land. So this is obviously where God wants us to keep the laws. There are those that say, Or God's chosen people as they get to the land, or once they get there. But what happens if ever we are exiled? But we're, we're amongst the other nations. These, this is a very holy set of laws. It deserves to be to be performed in the holiest of lands. And when we are not in the holiest of lands, certain mitzvahs we can leave, or all mitzvahs we can leave by the wayside. Moshe Rabbeinu, as he goes into Eretz Yisrael, he writes the Torah in 70 languages. It doesn't matter what language you're talking. It doesn't matter what land you are in. Lahoros nasan. Shebechal uma v'lashon. Bechal makom oshvaseinu. Wherever a Jew might be in the, in the universe. The Torah is exactly the same. The Chiyuvim are exactly the same. Obviously, mitzvahs are or not. But most of the mitzvahs are no different than Eretz Yisrael and Chutz Laris. There might be different elements. The Ramban and Achremos, that there's a different element by every mitzvah that we do in Eretz Yisrael. But halachically, the Chiyuvim are the same. And Sadat Saf Sofer, 70 languages to make sure that we don't we don't miss the message. This is echoed by the Aruka Sabosem a little bit earlier, um, where he writes as well in a tshuva, one of the achronim, Ulai Ra Moshe Rabbeinu, where it's underlined, Baruch HaKodesh, Bishnas Arbaim, Moshe Rabbeinu saw with Ruach HaKodesh in the 40th year, Kasher Nigzar Hagzeresh Lo Yichnos Laaretz, when he realized he wasn't going into Eretz Yisrael, V'yadam Izeh Sha'adayin Lo Yigiazman Ketayamim, Interestingly, Moshe Rabbeinu, the fact that he's not going in, he realized this was not the ultimate geula that will be forever. Moshe Rabbeinu felt that. And he knew that the Bnei Yisrael will go into Galus. Like he says a couple hundred years ago, quoting the Megillah. He saw, Moshe Rabbeinu saw, Baruch Kadshoh, that there will be Jews speaking other languages in foreign lands many centuries in history. So Moshe had to do something to concretize the fact that Torah is chai v'kayim in every generation in any land. Right, you come to Eretz Yisrael, any type of dialect, any type of accent, it's all there. Wherever one is, one has to make sure that they are keeping the Torah in any language, in any land. Finally, a third source which echoes this, the first two were basically the same, an idea we mentioned a number of years ago from the Nitziv. The Nitziv writes in Parshish Truma, now in source number five, the next page. Nitziv writes in Parshish Truma, in the Hemek Davar, that, interesting that the Badim in Truma, certain Kalim had poles on them, had Badim to carry them with. What had Badim? The Aron had Badim, says the Nitziv. Mitzavah abetzalo b'shas ma'isa ha'aron l'haviyas ha'badim. The Aaron had badim, v'cheng siv, b'mezbeach ha'chitzon, the mezbeach ha'chitzon had badim. V'uvaz b'da b'tabaos, ma she'enkin b'shulchan mezbeach ha'pnimi. By the shulchan and the mezbeach ha'pnimi, lo k'siv ela asiyas ha'badim v'tabaos v'lo ha'ava. It doesn't, it mentions badim, but it doesn't mention the hava'a of the badim. It doesn't say v'huva es tabadav. It doesn't emphasize, a little dear. There are badim by the kalim, but doesn't mention that v'hevesa, put the badim in. Only by the Aaron and only by the Mizveh HaChitzon. By the other ones, they were Badim. Okay, but it doesn't emphasize that in the text. Why Dafka by the Mizbeach HaChitzon and by the Aaron are the Badim mentioned? Put the Badim in! Says the Nesiv, what do Badim symbolize? Badim are about how you transport these Kalim. You have these poles in there to take the Aaron with you when you travel, to take the Mizbeach with you. Amnam betamadavar nire, where it's underlined. The Aaron and the Mizbeach HaChitzon, that goes with you wherever you are, and it needs to stay with you. The 
The bottom are in the Aron. That's Torah. The bottom are in the Mizbeach HaChitzon. That's Avoda. That's Tefillah. Those two go with us in every generation. You put the bottom in. You take them with you. Same exact message. Right? That is why 70 languages in every generation in every land. The Shulchan, which symbolizes Ashirus, which symbolizes Malchus Yisrael. We don't have a Malchus today. We don't have David HaMelech. Symbolizing Kahuna. So, Shlosh is there, but he quotes the Gemara in Yuma. So, Kahuna and Malchus doesn't come with us in every generation, but Torah and Avodah does. And that's the message of the Nitziv in Parsha's Truma, and that's the message of the Ksav Sofer in our Parsha as well. Okay. Continuing. Moving right along. Pasuk tells us in Parak Aleph, Pasuk Yud Aleph. Right, right, the Pasuk right before Eicha, which we'll get to soon. Again, Moshe Rabbeinu, this whole parsha is reviewing Jewish history. Moshe says, I gave you the land. Go inherit it. Go drive the people out. And right by Shani, Hashem Elokei Avosechem Yosef Aleichem Kochem Elef Pa'amim Hashem, the God of your forefathers, will add on to you a thousand times. Elef Pa'amim Vivarech Eschem Kasher Dibelochem And he will bless you as he said he was going to do. Because I already pick up on, isn't there a double lush in here? Hashem will make you a thousand times, right, fold, and he'll bless you as he said to you. So Rashi already quotes, Chazal, Pasik Yud Aleph, Ma'u Shuv Kasher Tiber Lachem, it already says, I'll bless you a thousand times fold. What's the added addition of Kasher Tiber Lachem? Rashi says, Ela Amru Lo Moshe, Ata Nosin Kitzvah Lebirchoseinu. They say to Moshe, you're limiting, only a thousand. What do you mean a thousand? You're 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 making it finite. Kvar hiftiach Hakadosh Baruch Hu is Avraham. Hashem already told Avraham, Asher im yuchal ish limnos v'chulu. Could you count the stars? Could you count the sand? That's what your children are going to be. That's what your progeny is going to be. So Moshe, what a thousand? A thousand is nothing compared to infinite. So Amalehem, Moshe is okay. You're right. Zu mishalihi elapamim. That's my bracha. That's my bracha. Aval, who yivarecheschem? Kasher diber lochem. He'll give you infinite. I give you a thousand. That's all I can do. So why doesn't Moshe just say that Hashem will give you a bracha? What's the mat? Moshe says I give you a thousand. Moshe couldn't give like infinite. Why couldn't Moshe say infinite? Right? And Moshe says I'll give whatever. Right? Sky's the limit. Explains Rebarach mi bezhebezh. Second uh, thought from Vakarsal Shabbos Oneg to tonight. And when I wrote a source number six, quotes the Rashi, and he says, line six, Hezber b'divei Rashi alalu amar atad agrabi baruch, v'chal ha-mitzvos anu motzim shir meduyak l'kiyam ha-mitzvah. Isn't it interesting, he says, by many, many mitzvahs, where there's an act that needs to be done, there's a shir. Achilas matzah kezayis. Matzah yatidah kezayis. Tzitzes, Eight strings. And there's a sheer how big the begin must be and how much it must cover. Tillin, four partios, structure, finite. V'chein b'chol mitzvahs, almost all mitzvahs. Right, you build a market, it has to be ten tzvachim high. Many mitzvahs that we do. The tilos yadayim, you have a, a cup, has to hold a revius, whatever it is. But, rakba mitzvahs avas Hashem v'yiraso, avas Hashem, yiras Hashem, emuna b'ashem, enonu motzim sheer, okvul. There's no, there's no shear. There's no amount. Lukiyam mitzvah. Why not? By most mitzvahs, there's a shear. By Avas Hashem, Yiras Hashem, Emuna. By these mitzvahs, there is no shear. By these mitzvahs, I say, El Amar Abi Baruch. It's a function of who gave us the mitzvah. As call hamitzvah sheshamu bnei Yisrael mipi Moshe Rabbeinu. As we know, besides the first two, which symbolize. Anochi and lo yelecha, which symbolize all the mitzvahs that connect us directly to Hashem. We heard them from Moshe. Lakach, kishem sheyelud isha, yesh lekocho kitzvah gvol. Just like every human being, even Moshe Rabbeinu is finite. If he gives us the mitzvah, so then the mitzvahs take on a finite element. Kach gam le mitzvahs, shenishmu mipiv yesh kitzvah gvol. So there's a finite element to the mitzvahs that he says. He told us tzitzes and tefillin and yontif, simchas yontif. Ma she'enken, anochi yashem alokecha, v'loyi elokha lohem acherim, mi piya gvura shamanu. The mitzvahs that have to do with God, we hear directly from him. What's the source of those mitzvahs? Infinite. 
You're right. Avas Hashem might be counted as a separate mitzvah, but he's putting them all together in the Anochi Hashem Elokecha. Ukashem sheing vul v'kisra l'kadosh baruchu. Just like there's no limit to God, God is infinite. An infinitude that we can't even understand. So too all the mitzvahs. So mitzvahs that come from Moshe, which are most mitzvahs, have a finite element. Mitzvahs that come directly from God, mitzvahs that are connected to emuna, so that, it, the mitzvahs that have to do directly with our relationship with him, so that is infinite. So now he says, maybe that's what Rashi is saying. Moshe said, you want schar for my mitzvahs? But my mitzvahs are finite. So I can label a schar for that a thousand times. But then he saw Shalu as Moshe Rabbeinu Moshe. At the notes in Kitzvah Lebercha Seinu. Hashem said, no, no Kitzvah. Moshe saying, I can't give you an infinite bracha. I'm finite. Just like my mitzvahs had a finite element to it, so too my schar, my bracha, could only be finite. Zu mishalihi. Mitzvah zeilu shamatim ipi. V'lochav lochein yishlahem gvulu mita. Avalhu, akadosh baruchu, that you heard from, right, mitzvah that you heard from him. He can make it infinite. He can say, But I, the source of everything that relates to me, is finite. Because I'm a human being, though an amazing human being. And that's why my mitzvahs are finite, and that's why the schar I can offer is finite. The bracha that I could give you. right? Well, if you go, one goes to a tzaddik, a tamad chacham for a bracha, what could the bracha say? I wish you infinite something? You can't do that. It's not in his power to say infinite. I hope you have a child. I hope you have parnasa. But it can't be infinite because we are finite human beings. If he's the source, so then it is it is infinite. Okay, the next source is both connected to the parsha and connected to Inyana Diyoma, as we as we know. As we know, Shabbos Chazon is always. Parshat Zvarim is always the Shabbos before you. Tishabav, we even stop the Aliyah, the first Aliyah, Pasuk before, because we don't want to start off with the word Eicha. As Moshe Rabbeinu said, right at the beginning of Sheni, Moshe Rabbeinu complaining to Bnei Yisrael that they are a heavy workload, Eicha Esa Levadi Tarachachem Umasachem Berifchem. How can I carry myself? Your burdens, your heavy, your heavy, uh, difficulties, and your arguments. Who is the first person to say Eicha? Who is the first person to lament? So the Medrash, as we know, connects three Eichas. The Medrash connects Eicha in our parsha. That was the first Eicha. Lachora. Eicha, Moshe Rabbeinu says, Eicha esolavadi. How can I have it myself? Then we have the Eicha in this week's Haftorah, the Eicha in, where the Shabbos got its name, in Shabbos Chazon, we have Yeshayahu lamenting what happened to Am Yisrael, Eicha Haisa Lezona Kirya Ne'emana, what happened to Yerushalayim, Perak Allah Pasach in Yeshayahu, and then of course we have the Sefer, Eicha, Eicha Yashva Vadad, says Yirmiyahu Anavi. So, if you would have asked anybody, any of us, who was the first person to say Eicha? Moshe! What's the connection between Moshe's and the others? Good question. Rev. Salvechik, though, suggested there was an earlier Eicha. There was an earlier Eicha. If you look in the Concordancia, if you, go, if you, if you Google it into the, into the Torah, you're not going to find the word Eicha earlier in the Torah. Unless you check without Nekudos. Because in Sefer Bracious, there's another word. Who was the first one? Suggested Rev. Salvechik, line 7. The first was HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu Ba'atzmo, Hashem, after Adam and Chava ate from the Eitz Hadas, and they were hiding, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to them, Ayeka, Ayeka, where are you? And if you don't look at the Nekudos, as we've quoted in the past, the Radvaz has a tshuva where he writes, the Torah was dafka written without Nekudos, to leave open the possibility of various interpretations and purposely ambiguous words that can be read in different ways, Ayeka. Or Eicha. What's the message? What's the message that HaKadosh Baruch Hu really was the first? So Rav Salvechik quoted the Medrash. Quoted the Medrash. And we'll get back to this. Shamati Me'arav. Rav Shachter quotes in Mipnini Harav. In source number 7. He heard from her, the Rav, who says as follows. The Pazik says in Bereshis, Hashem alokim mishalech b'gan l'ruach hayom. Hashem was walking in the gan l'ruach hayom. From the, from the direction, a ruach is a direction, it's also the wind. What does ruach hayom mean? So he explained that there's a medrash. So machlok is in the medrash there. Ben Rav, Rav Zavdi Ben Levi. 
Chad Omar Leruach Shahayom Ola Misham. Ze Mizrach. God is coming from the east, the side that the sun rises from. The Ruach that things go up. Shayom Ola Misham. Number one. That's the first opinion. Ruach Misham. Leruach Hayom. Where the Yom goes up. Vahasheni Omer. Leruach Shayom Shokeyasham. The second is. The second opinion, the direction where the sun goes down, where the day sets, where the Yom is Shokeya. So my question is, where was God coming from? From the Ruach, from the direction of the day going up or the day going down? Suggests, suggested, Rav Salvechik, quotes Rav Shechter, maybe there's a deeper idea. HaKadosh Baruch Hu sometimes appears, Ma'akavana, She'echad Omer, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaLach Ruch, Shayom Ola, and other Shokeya. Omar Rav, ain't po machlokas. There's no machlokas here. There's different time periods in history. There are up time periods and there are down time periods. Sometimes God comes at a time when things are going up. It's light, it's bright. They're shining. There's emancipation and, and people are getting free and people have, people have um, a lot of liberties and people can do whatever they want and they can set up shop in every country what they want and there's religious freedom. That's Hashem coming from the Tzad, from the Yom that is Oleh. And he says to Adam, Eicha, Ayeka, where are you? What are you doing? Ayeka, what's going on? You have everything. You have, you have uh, comforts. You have all creature comforts. You have everything one wants. Ayeka, where are you? Where are you in relation to me? Atalo makirosi, hayem atalo yodeish, akol bami adi. Everything's for me. Hakadosh Baruch Hu says in that time period. And if a person is mitchabei, sometimes man tries to hide in the gan while Hashem is looking for him there. He doesn't want to hear the call of ayeka. So then the tkufa changes, and God comes from the yom shahashem shokeya, and things get more difficult, and things aren't as rosy as they were earlier. Bachotiv Kebalaila and the Ayeka changes to an Echa. It started off with Ayeka, where are you? And if we give the proper answer to God when he says, Where are you? and we say, I'm here, I'm with you, I recognize you, then it will stay with an Ayeka. And it'll be Laruah Hayom, Shahayom Ole. But if we don't answer, if we ignore, if we don't recognize Hakadish Baruchu behind the scenes, then it turns into Echa. Esalavadi, Echa, Yashvavadad, right? Echa, right here. Yane Amana, the pasuk in the in the Haftarah, it turns into the Echa. So really, both uh, thoughts in the Medrash are one after another, but it's Ayeka to an Echa. If we don't hear God's voice by the Ayeka, then Rachman Litzlan, it could turn into it turn into an Echa. We have to recognize when God is giving us messages at all times, Ayeka to an Echa. And that's what the Rambam says as well in the beginning of Hilchas, beginning of Hilchas Tainus. The Rambam says, a Rambam that we have to review every fast day or every time there's a tzara, Rachman al-Tzlan, mitzvah zaseim in Torah, liz okula haria b'chatzotzrotz, al kol tzara shetavu there's a mitzvah zaseit araisa, to cry out to Hashem and to Davin whenever there is a nat- national disaster or a national danger. We have to call out to Hashem. And this is the ways of tshuva. Whenever something happens in the world, we can't say, ah, things happen. Yeah, you know, fail. You know, ten people uh, get killed. This happens, that happens, tsunami. Right? Things happen. That's not the Jewish attitude. When we dive in Yedu Ako, we know that it's a message for us. It's a message for us to improve in various areas. Nobody can know for sure and nobody is, can say with any certainty what area. But each of us can know in our own world what we need to improve in. Yeah! This is brazenness. And Hashem says, there's messages being given, there's an ayeka, and it's going to turn into an eicha. 
So what we learn from the four Eichas in Tanakh, the first one being said by God himself, that we have to make sure that we hear the messages when it's still an Ayaka, when it's still Hashem coming, L'Ruach Hayom, Shehayom Oleh, and he wants us to come before it gets to other, to other states of, states of affairs. Okay. Two final points for today. Perak Aleph Pasik Mem Moving right along later in the parsha. Aleph Mem Moshe Rabbeinu continuing Jewish history. And I spoke to you when I tried to get you to listen. This is after the Meraglam. It's the Meraglam. They went up anyway. Okay, we're ready to go to Eretz Yisrael now. Hashem's like, you're a little late. Right? And you rejected it. Now you want to go. Now you want to go after I took away the privilege. The Emori went out against them. They ran after you like the bees run after you. Like the bees. And they cut you down. They cut you down. What's the message of like the bees? Why are the Emorim compared to bees? Says Rashi, just like a bee, after a bee, got to ask a biologist on this, after a bee, it stings a person, so the bee dies. So too, these emorium, right when they hit you, they died. Okay, if it's not bees, if bees don't die, then we're just mistranslating dvarim. It's some insect that whenever it kill, it uh, stings, it dies afterwards. So the emorium died right after they stung you. Asks a number of the Mepharshim. What's the message of Rashi? All the Parshish Varim is tochacha. is giving us rebuke. Moshe Rabbeinu is saying, I'm not going to be here too much longer and you got to make sure you do this and do that and do this and do that. And all of a sudden, stuck in here, under the rug, is a little, Hashem still loves you, don't worry. Your enemies are going to die right after they ki- right after they sting you. It's as if it's a little nechama. It's a little nechama in the middle of this, all of this, all of this uh, rebuke. Right, so what exactly, what do we need the, what are the message for? It's like in the Tochacha, where he doesn't want to be too hard on us. He gives us a little Nacham in the middle. So the, the, the Rishonim are already bothered, bothered by this. Why is this? So, Anam, I gave you in Kamosi Shalarav a couple of, uh, suggestions. Maybe it was because of the, uh, the loud noise of the bees. But I just wanted to give, uh, do with you the suggestion of the Briskarav. The Briskarav, quoted here in Kamosi Shalarav, Says as follows. Going to source number eleven now. Turning over to the second uh, to the second half of this source. The ilu lepirusha shall Rashi shall kasher hayu amariim pogim be Yisrael miad hayu meisim kamar dvarim lachar who makdenes otzmas hamakal Yisrael. It's minimizing. Yeah, they're not going to hit you so hard because they're going to die right after they hit you. Second paragraph, line five. Elabir hagriz says the griz kasher roim shadam no sin makal adam acher. Let's see, you see two people fighting. And vahamuka eno lo makaso. If the victim is so weak, so that you know he's not going to hit back, a nearest kan sinaaza alhamaka lamuka. You don't you don't really see the hatred of the attacker to the victim. If the attacker knows that the victim is is uh, defenseless and he's not going to hit back, you don't see the sinner so much. But if you see somebody fight and you know that the attacker knows that he's going to get attacked in return and yet he still attacks, you know there's a sinner there. You know there's tremendous hatred if he knows he's going to get it anyway and he does it anyway. Does it anyway. Like, like I don't know, in a sports match where somebody knows I'm going to get thrown out of the game for this but I don't care. I, 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 have, to, I have to attack. That reflects sinner. He knows he's going to get punched in the face. And still he hits him. You realize, even though he knows he's going to get hurt, you realize, if they're willing anyway, that's hatred. Right? This is right here is the suicide bomber Rashi. Suicide bomber Rashi here. Hare kaf kan akasav meyid ki emoriim yadu hatev kasher yagu yisrael la ra hare matzvam yamusum yad. Right, one emori sees the next emori. He hits a Jew. He drops dead. He sees that. And what does he do? I don't care. I'm going to hit the next Jew. He hits him anyway. 
that's the Klavla. Such anti-Semitism is going to be in the world or that there was with the Emoriim, but this is really Misa Avo Simon Labanim in the in the non-Jewish world. Mikivan Shabachos those rot Rachra Yisrael. Harelanu Raya Elu Tahomo shall sin how you believe I'm Klapa Yisrael. You realize the hatred. Somebody who's willing to be hit or even willing to die just to do- hit and kill the other person. That's the clow. That's the that's what Rashi is telling me. Just like the bees. The bees are going to die. So too, that's what the Emoriam did. And he said that's even what we say in Hallel. In Hallel, calls, we, when we focus on a different element, we focus on the fact that Hashem saves us from these enemies. Call Goyim Sravuni. Sabuni Gam Sravuni. Sabuni Chidvorim. They surround us like bees. Rahman al-Islam, we get punched. And, and, you know, Am Yisrael, on the individual level, we have losses. But on the national level, Chayvakayim. Why the three times? Over and over again. The Gra explains that this is like, like Dvorim, right? Even though they're going to die, Hashem protects us from even such hatred. And in that way, that's the bracha that we give to us. That's the, that's the thank you we say to our Baruch Hu in Hawel. But at least in this section, we're focusing on the, the negative side of it, that they are going to have such hatred against us that um, they will still attack us even though they will be hurt in the end. Okay. A depth of a Rashi. Okay, last thought for the evening. And we turn to Rab Avram Shore. In Parak Aleph, again, we didn't get out of Parak Aleph this year. Okay. Od Chazon Lamoed. Parak Aleph, going back to Pasach Havav. Parak Aleph, Pasach Havav. Pasach says... Moshe Rabbeinu, again, is going through the Meraglim, repeating history of the Meraglim. He says, Moshe said, it's a good land, it's a good land. And you didn't want to go up. Pazik says, You didn't want to. Says the Alech Moshe Rabbeinu, the top of this uh, of uh, source twelve, the top same page that we're on. Moshe Rabbeinu, Amar Musa Lebanai Yisrael. What is Lo Avisem Lalos? Shalohaya Beretzonim Lalos. They didn't want to. The Imre Emes says, and he's going to expand on it in a minute. There's a big difference between actually. Let me say the story first, and then we'll get to then we'll get to the message of the pasuk. The story of Reb Zusha is quoted in various sources. Reb Zusha was once on a wagon with a non-Jewish driver, and all of a sudden, in the middle of the of the of the uh, trip, the hay which was on the back of the wagon, all the hay fell off. Hay yud yud. All the hay fell onto the uh, onto the floor, and the wagon driver gets down and starts picking up the hay, and he goes to Reb Zusha. He says, "You think you can help me a little bit?" And Reb Zusha says, "I'm not sure if I can." And the driver turns to Reb Zusha and says, "You can, but you just don't want to." And Reb Zusha said to himself, I just got a message about life. You could pick up the hay, but you don't want to. It doesn't say if Reb Zusha then got down and continued, but Reb Zusha says, the hay on a Kabbalistic level, Olam Hazeh, we try to be mashlim, the Yudke Vavke. We try to pick up the hay. It's a uh, different, uh, he just got the message. God talks to you in different ways. So Reb Zusha says, we took out the hay and many times we try to elevate, we try to uplift everything around us. And we say we can't, but really we can, but we just don't want to. As the wagon driver told to Reb Zusha, If it's impossible for me, I'm not going to be nitva. But if I can, and it's an issue of ratzon, of desire, so then, then that's something that I be held accountable for. He says, that's the Imrayamis on our Pasik. Anu anachnu olim. No. He says, v'lo avisem la'alos. He didn't want to. I thought you, oh, we can't. There are giants there. No, 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 no. You can. You've just decided that you don't want to. And he quotes from the Chida, others, ein l'chadavar ha'omei b'fei ratzon. It's quoted by the Kotzker, the name of the Kotzker. But here he quotes it from the Chida. There's nothing that stands in the way of a strong desire. If a person wants to do something, there's nothing stopping them. In a negative way, earlier in the Torah, the Mepharshim pointed out, think about Shechem. Shechem, a father and son, got an entire city to circumcise themselves, just so that I can marry this girl. 
It's unbelievable. So many people, chashak babas Yaakov. When there's a cheshek, when there's a desire, a person really wants something, there's no stopping. And he says evenly, beautifully, he says, Chazal, tell us, we know the, we know the Chazal, that Kashbach originally thought to create the world Bemizas Hadin. But Lamaisa, he couldn't, so he, he created it Bemizas Harachamim. Says the Sfas Emes, when it comes to Maisim, Lamaisa, Hashem judges us, judges us with Rachamim. Because after all, some things are out of our control, some things are beyond our, we try to do something, we want, but in the world of of machshava in the world of what we want to do, says that's din. Hakadosh Baruch Hu judges us in justice based on what we want to do, what we can do, what what actually lemaisa happens. So then Hakadosh Baruch Hu has rachamim. But in terms of of the machshava, that we're still in the world of din. Says the Sfasemes, unbelievably, find forty one. Shakavana hisha ba'olam hamachshava nishar adavar b'midas hadin. Da'haynu ki al hamachshava shel adam done b'midas hadin. V'tobe mishamayim shamachshava tiyeh b'shleimus. At least our thoughts, our desires, our ritzonos. I want. I want to. I want to. I should have the desire to learn all of shas tonight. It's not going to happen. I should want to learn all of shas in right in the next seven years. Right? People are right over the next within the next week, a week. A week, how many hundreds of thousands of Jews are going to be starved? I can't do, I can't learn all of Shas. Okay. Do I want to learn all of Shas? We have to be mechalic between deep, deep down, if I really want to learn all of Shas, what happens in seven and a half years? I could start. Daf Beis, Daf Gimel, Daf Dalid says, it's all about the rut zone. Veloa visem lalos. And at this time, at this time of year, he says at the end, Rachman Alibabai, Kodesh Baruch Hu wants to know, what do we want? Our desires. If we want it enough, Kodesh Baruch Hu will, could, could give us back the Beis Hamidash. We just have to show the Shuka and the Shi'ifa that we have is to get out of this Golis, to get out of this Mariva that we have so much of Rachman Alibabai, and we should just be Zochet to Osa Shalom Bim Romab, who Yasa Shalom Aleinu, and bring us all back to Yerushalayim Bim Heir of Yamenu.